0: Hey, honeys! Welcome back to Life is a Question Mark here. This is the podcast where you never know what will be happening next. Heck, I don't even know what's going to happen sometimes until it happens. I'm your host that always keeps you on your toes and is such a question mark of a person, Heather Donovan. Before we jump into talking about our two main subjects of this episode... I've come bearing a story to share with you all. So I was making my advertisement for last week's episode, which was a collage that I very quickly made with three pictures of three different shows that I talked about in both last week's episode and other past episodes to give a little teaser on what the episode was going to be about last week. My mom walked into the room just when I was getting ready to post the post for the podcast social media. And I showed her the picture that I've made and asked her what she thought. This is her literal response when I showed her and she goes, It looks like you were really into the drama. I'm not sure how this looks for you when you just did two podcasts on bullying. She said this as a joke, of course, and it had me so dead. I just had to share the story with you all so we can all share a good laugh together. So now that I've shared that little short story and we've had our little LOL moment, let's jump right into our first topic of this episode. So today marks the 22nd year of a life-changing historical event that has not only changed the nation or the country, but the whole world as a whole. This historical event is known as 9-11. I have decided to cover this historical event because of a few different reasons. One of the biggest reasonings is that all of the children who were in school at the time of these attacks, including myself, are all grown and out of school. But that being said, the schools do not really even begin to teach historical events, just like 9-11, that affects the current events that are happening all around the world right now. Schools are mostly teaching a lot of very old past events, such as the Civil War, which, yes, that should be taught. However, it should not be a main focus after all, and it should not be taught year after year after year. I mean, I'm pretty sure it doesn't need to be taught back to back to back to back to back to, yeah, it's so on years. I mean, this should not be talked about that many times where it's repeated over and over. But anyway, that's just my opinion. But if history has taught us anything, history tends to repeat itself, especially if we don't learn from it. And how can our younger generation even begin to learn from it if they aren't even learning about it at all, period? I've also had many psychics and mediums tell me that one of my jobs that I'd have in my lifetime is teaching and that the other one that I'm going to have is an influencer. I figured that I'd do both by covering this historical event. Because, you know, I'm such a giver and all. 9-11 occurred on September 11th of 2001. That's how it was named that way. That happened to be the ninth month of the year in the 11th day of the month. The name is also derived from the emergency phone number 911, which I've also heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I've also heard that 911 was called this because this is the code that the terrorists used to try to tell the United States that they were going to attack us on this date. On September 11th of 2001, terrorists linked the Islamic extremist group. Al-Qaeda, whom was funded by Osama bin Laden, hijacked four commercial passenger airplanes and carried out suicide attacks against targets in the United States. The hijackers were Islamic terrorists from Saudi Arabia and several other Arab nations. They were allegedly acting in retaliation for America's support of Israel, its involvement in the Persian Gulf War, and its continued military persistence in the Middle East. Some of the terrorists had lived in the United States for more than a year and had taken flying lessons at the American commercial flight schools. Others had slipped into the countries months before September 11th and acted as the muscle in the operation. The 19 terrorists smuggled box cutters and knives for security at three East Coast airports, which are Logan International Airport in Boston, Massachusetts, Dulles International Airport in Washington, D.C., and Newark International Airport in New Jersey. All 19 of them board four early morning flights that were bound for California. These flights were chosen because the planes were loaded with fuel for a long transcontinental journey. Not too long after takeoff, the terrorists took control of the planes and the controls transforming the four planes into guided missiles. At 8.45 a.m. on a clear Tuesday morning, the first of four planes crashed into the North Tower near the 80th floor of the first Twin Tower of the World Train Center in New York City. The impact instantly killed hundreds of people both near the 80th floor and whom were on the plane, and trapped hundreds more in the higher floors of the tower. As the evacuation of the towers were underway, TV crews and cameras were broadcasting live of what seemed to be, at the time, a freak accident. A lot of people at this time thought that it was a joke when they first heard about it on the radio. Like my mom, for example, whom was dropping those kids off to school that morning. And then, like my mom, everyone realized this was no joke when they reached the TV and saw the actual live footage of all this happening in real time. 18 minutes after the first plane hit, the second one appeared out of the sky, turned sharply towards the World Trade Center, and sliced into the South Tower near the 60th floor. And there is actual cameras of the second plane actually heading and slicing into the second tower which i have found some of them for you i will tell you how to look at some of them later in the episode as millions watched the events unfolding in new york city a third plane circled over downtown washington dc before crashing into the west side of the pentagon military headquarters at 9:45 a.m jet fuel from the plane caused an inferno that led to the structural collapse of a portion of the giant concrete building which is the headquarters of the u.s department of defense 125 military personnel and civilians were killed in the Pentagon, along with everyone who was aboard the plane. Less than 15 minutes after a nerve center of the U.S. military was struck, the South Tower of the World Trade Center collapsed, leaving behind a massive cloud of dust of smoke. Which I didn't realize this at the time, but the South Tower was the second tower that was hit by the planes. Which I would have thought that the first one would have went first, and that's what I thought originally. However, when I, and when you go watch these videos too, when you go watch these videos, you'll see just like I did, the way that the plane was sliced into the tower and that makes a lot of sense why I went first. At 10:30 a.m., the north building of the Twin Towers collapsed as well. These two buildings were devastating loss. I've heard stories of them being just gorgeous. I've never been there myself, unfortunately, because I was seven years old when this attack happened. So I was very young. But i remember that this was the night that i saw for the first time and found out about president george bush and that he was the president of the united states i also remember my mom telling me and my older sister how she and my dad went to twin towers and how they ate at a beautiful restaurant that was high above the city and revolved around so you could see the view of the city and eat at the same time and this was in the twin towers of course And this was like way before us four kids were born. I wish that I would have been able to see it and go inside it. Fortunately though, nobody ever will again. And I strongly doubt that anyone would ever build replicas of them. But if someone did it, it would never be the same of course. What is even more of a loss is all these lives that were lost because of these attacks. I will get into that more of the episode. Only 18 people in the World Trade Center were saved. Most of these people were with a group of FDNY firefighters and a North Tower stairwell B, which remained intact. One woman survived after the stairs that she was rushing down disintegrated around her. Almost 10,000 others were treated for injuries, which many were severe, of course. And I'm not sure if, like, they're counting the people, like, because there was a lot of debris that fell from those towers. And I am not sure if they're counting the people that got injured from the debris or not. Like, not from inhaling it, but, I mean... There was one person who was caught on fire from it and stuff, so I wonder if they add those statistics too as well. Who knows? Meanwhile, the fourth California-bound plane that is the most known as Flight 93 was hijacked about 40 minutes after leaving Newark, Liberty International Airport, in New Jersey. Because the plane was delayed and taken off, the passengers that were on board, the plane learned that the events that had just transpired in both New York City and Washington, D.C., through phone calls and airphone calls to the ground. And the thing is, they called off and canceled all flights in the United States, like right after flight 93 went off. And I don't remember the time lapse of when they called that, called that decision in, but I don't think it was very long. Knowing that the aircraft was not returning to an airport as the hijackers were claiming, a group of passengers and flight attendants fought back. The passenger and flight attendants fought four hijackers and are expected to have attacked a cockpit with a fire extinguisher. One flight attendant told her husband on the phone that she had slipped into a galley and was filling pitchers with boiling water. And there's this one famous guy, I can't remember his name and I'm not even sure why I didn't write it down. But there's actual recordings of stuff of this guy calling his wife and saying, I love you and the kids so much and I want you guys to move on after I die and I love you so much, blah, 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 blah. It's just very sad and heartfelt. The plane then flipped over and sped towards the ground at upwards of 500 miles per hour and crashed into a countryside field near Chanksville, Pennsylvania at 1010 10 a.m. That's weird that it happened at an angel number, but I, get, I don't even know why I'm picking that up in such a sensitive topic. Don't mind me. Everyone aboard was killed and where the terrorists intended target was is still unknown to this day. There are theories that intended targets could have been the White House, the U.S. Capitol, the Camp David residential retreat in Maryland, or one of several nuclear power plants along with the Eastern Seaboard. In one of the videos I watched, and I liked a bunch of videos for you guys to watch, I know I already said that, but one of the videos that said that the plane was heading towards Camp David... So my theory is it was either heading towards Camp David or a lot of people like me believe that it was heading towards the White House because, you know, the White House has like Congress and everybody else that gathers there to do government work. And the Pentagon you know it's targeted because it was our military, especially our defense system. So they knew if they targeted that, that we weren't going to be able to fight back so quickly. And here's an interesting thing. I looked into why the World Trade Center was picked to be attacked. And I found this in another website that I used, separate from the one I used for my general research that I have also linked in the episode notes. Muhammad said that New York was definitely the economic capital of the U.S. and this was always the first target on his mind. The most attractive targets were high buildings, both for the relatively ease of targeting as well for the symbolic impact. So it makes sense now that they say that because New York City is where like the stock market is and everything else. So that makes sense and the fact that the buildings were so high, that also makes sense when I went in to look at it. Now going back to the people who knew that they were going to die but still fought on Flight 93, they still chose to fight back. These people died as heroes without even knowing that they were going to die as heroes. If these heroes did not fight back like they had, what the target could have been, or what the country could be like today, or how many more lives could have been taken from us today than they already had that day. A total of 2,996 people were killed in the 9-11 attacks, and that includes the 19 terrorist hijackers on all four planes. Citizens of the 78 countries died in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Pennsylvania. 2,763 died at the World Trade Center after two planes flew into the Twin Towers. This figure concludes 343 firefighters and paramedics, 23 New York City police officers, and 37 Port Authority police officers whom were struggling to complete an evacuation for the buildings and save the office workers trapped in the higher floors. 198 people were killed at the Pentagon and 44 people died on Flight 93. At this time, I would like to take a moment of silence for our first responders, those who cleaned up the rubble, those who searched for anyone who survived or died that were in the rubble and cleaned the search dogs, anyone who died in the attack, and everyone who was affected and had their lives changed forever. And this includes like the people who inhaled all that debris that was in the air because there's even like compensation even being ha- handed out to those who was really impacted and inhaled all the smoke and has cancer from all that debris going in their lungs. So, let's just take a moment silence for all these people to show how honorable they are and the respect that they deserve. In the wake of the security fears that were raised by the 9-11 attacks, mailing of letters that contained anthrax that killed two and affected 17 people, the Homeland Security Act of 2002 created the Department of Homeland Security. It was signed into law by President George Bush on November 25th of 2022. Today, the Department of Homeland Security is the cabinet responsible for preventing terror attacks, border security, immigration and customs, and disaster relief and prevention. And this law, too, and how 9-11 has changed the United States as well, security-wise, is how we go through security and all that stuff for transportation. That's why we're checked for all these weapons and stuff from preventing these types of tragedies from ever happening again. The act was followed two days later by the formation of the National Commission on Terrorist Acts upon the United States. The bipartisan 9-11 Commission, as it can be known, was charged with investigating the events that led up to September 11th. The 9-11 Commission report was released on July 22nd of 2004. It named, I'm not going to name his full name, so I'm just going to call him Muhammad because that name's tricky to say to his full name. So it named Muhammad the accused mastermind behind 9-11 and called him the principal architect of the 9-11 attacks. Muhammad led propaganda operations for Al-Qaeda from 1999 to 2001. He was captured on March 1st of 2023. He was captured on March 21st of 2003 by Central Intelligence Agency and in Pakistan's Intelligence Services and was interrogated before being imprisoned in Guantanamo Bay detention camps. The four other accused terrorists charged with 9-11-related war crimes. In August of 2019, a U.S. military court judge in Guantanamo Bay set a trial date for Mohammed and the four other men charged with plotting the 9-11 terrorist attacks to begin in 2001. But this has been postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks, COVID. The new trial date that I've looked up online is November 1st through the 19th of this year. And if you're listening to this in future time, it's November 1st through 19th in 2023. Osama bin Laden, who financed and was the mastermind behind the 9-11 attacks, remained at large until May 2nd of 2011, when he was finally tracked down and killed by U.S. forces at a hideout in Atababad, Pakistan. I remember that being broadcasted all over TV when they found and killed him. The 9-11 attacks also had an immediate effect on the U.S. economy. Many Wall Street institutions, including the New York State Stock Exchange, were evacuated during the attacks as they should have been. On the first day of trading after the attacks occurred, the market fell by 7.1%, or 684 points. The New York City's economy alone lost 143,000 jobs a month and $2.8 billion in wages in the first three months after the attack. The heaviest loss behind the lives were lost were in finance and air transportation, which accounted for 60% of loss in jobs. The estimated cost of the World Trade Center damage is $60 billion. The cost to clean the debris and what is known to be ground zero today was $75 million. Just a few of the bucket list items that I'd love to go see in the future someday are Ground Zero, the National September 11th Memorial and Museum, and the Freedom's Tower in New York City. There is also a museum that I went to see when I was in fourth grade in Albany, New York that had a part of the museum where they had 9-11 stuff and I can't remember what it was called. So that's lack like of preparation on my part to have for you guys for information but you guys can google that up on your own. But I'd love to go see that museum, too, someday as well. And that's in Albany, New York. Just for that purpose, go see the 9-11 stuff. If any of you have the opportunity to experience any of these things in real life, I very strongly suggest that you do so. I also very strongly suggest that you all take it upon yourselves and do your own research about the 9-11 attacks i will be linking the website that i've used to do my research which is historychannel.com i can't remember the exact article it was that i've used to get my information that i've used in this episode and it's in the episode show notes as long as with a few videos that you should check out and in the videos too i think actually a second i know at least one of these videos i think there may have been a second one If you look really, really closely in the background, you can see the second airplane coming in the background. And then the next, like, two seconds later, you could see the impact coming in. And I caught that right before, like, they were talking about on the TV. I guess they were talking to somebody about it on the news. They were interviewing somebody. And the person, they did not catch that in the background, the airplane going in the background. So I strongly suggest you check that out and just do your own research. Who loves feeling pretty and gorgeous jewelry? In that case, meet Juno Valentina, a jewelry brand that was first inspired by Greek mythology and started as a passion project that grew into being ethical. Jewelry can be so overwhelming for most people. The new trends, the do's and don'ts, the silver or gold, and so many more variables including the hefty price tag that comes with it. Juno Valentina vows to always produce designs and collections, free from all that. Every single one of their items can be paired with any outfit, mood, or style and still leave you looking fabulous. At top of the very affordable prices, Valentina has given me a discount code to share with all of you. If you use Donovan20728 at checkout, you will get 20% off your entire purchase. Wow, what a bargain. Make sure you use Donovan20728. Seven two eight at checkout to receive 20% off your entire purchase and help you look and feel more fabulous than you already are Now that we have covered the 9-11 attacks let's move on to our next topic I really struggled on if I should do a second topic or even the ad that I just did in this episode or just make it strictly about 9-11 After thinking long and hard about it, I realized that I am not the type of person to leave anyone on a sad note, so with that being said I'm going to follow through with who I am so what I will be talking about next is about Thursday's episode of Big Brother. And I just watched yesterday's episode as well, which was Sunday's. And I didn't honestly think I'd be able to watch Sunday's because I thought I already would have recorded it by now. But you know, life happens, things happen. It's all great. It's all fun. So, But it's good for you guys because then I could talk about Sunday's episode as well. So first off, how about Thursday's episode? That just left me shook. I honestly did not think that Suri and all of them were really going to go through with Evicting Red. Cameron's face when Julie gave the results I could just tell that he was beyond fuming and what's more I was not expecting Cameron to win HOH at all but knew that they were in trouble when they got to the final question where three of them were left and the other two answered true and he answered false like oh no if I'm thinking this right he's gonna win it and of course he did and the fact that nobody really celebrated and all went silent when Julie announced that he did win it He made a comment and said, it's okay. I'll celebrate it by myself. It's just savage. I am so unhappy about Cameron winning the HOH because I love Saria and Felicia. And I was honestly expecting not to like Felicia at all. Well, from a game standpoint, that personality. But it's just the opposite. I thought she was going to be this layup and all that stuff. Yes, she's made mistakes by making slip. But you know, I feel like that's going to tend to happen in the Big Brother house anyway, regardless of who you are. I just don't see Felicia or Saria winning the game though, unfortunately. The other two people I like in the game are Jag and Max. However, I don't see Jag winning the game either. And the other one that I like and wouldn't mind seeing win the game. And that I can actually see the possibility of winning this game is Matt. The rest of them can all honestly go home right now for all I care. I mean, really, the rest of the cast all just flopped. The only good thing about Cameron winning HOH, though, for me, is that you know that he was really going to shake up the house and the game. And this house is in for a week of hell, as you could see from Sunday night. And how about Big Brother, like, having him, like, put pies in people's face to, like, give them safety at the nomination ceremony? I mean, that's just wild. <laughs> that's just wild, but it was a good mix-up, and that was so entertaining to watch. Oh, and it's a Reese cover story for Victim Red. Holy crap, I understand why she's one at Survivor. Oh, my. well, not one at Survivor, but one at Traears, and did pretty well in Survivor, why she's a Survivor legend. Holy crap, that's... She's just a good player at these games. So make sure that you tune into Hell Week this week and Big Brother. And with all that being said, this concludes this week's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your favorite stranger about the podcast. You can follow Converse with the podcast and other listeners of the pod by following the pod's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Life Has a Question Mark. I love hearing from you all, especially on your feedback. And this is a God-honest truth. I am not just saying it just because. You can also follow myself on my personal Instagram and TikTok at World 2022 And I'm going to be honest, I haven't posted really in TikTok in a while because honestly, I've forgotten I've had a TikTok for a hot minute for myself. Yeah, it's it's fine. It, it's great. You can also find the link tree to everything in all of our social media pages, file that I have already just mentioned above. You can also find the podcast website in the link tree as well. You can show your love and support to the podcast by donating to the pod. You can do that by clicking the support link in the show notes. In every episode, subscribing to the pod on the podcast website or by hitting the payment button in the link tree. When you make a donation, no matter how big or small, I will give you a shout out on an episode of the pod. Or if you are not into shout outs, then I could give someone a message for you. I can do it all. I can do wedding proposals, prom proposals, tell someone that you want a divorce or tell someone to pick up their goddamn laundry off the floor. Please make your donation through family and friends though. All donations go directly towards the podcast only. For example, it could go towards paying subscriptions I use for either editing episodes of the pod or website, or towards traveling costs to go interview a guest to be on the pod. This week, I am leaving you all with a song called God Bless the USA by Lee Greenwood. I myself do not agree with some of the religion stuff at all, but other than that, this song is perfect for 9-11 attacks, no matter how you feel about religion. So with that, I will talk to you all next week.